Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. As always, please download, subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and we'll keep this thing rolling as long as you guys want to hear it. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Let's get rolling with today's episode. Let's talk some KU football, KU basketball, and everything in between course less than a month until the KU football season starts so let's go let's go KU football of course it's supposed to be a very good year for KU football first time they've had expectations on a season in a long time we'll get to that here in a little bit but KU is going to host their first game against Missouri State on Friday September 1st so that's coming up man that's less than a month away can't wait for college football to be back in our lives it's going to be absolutely fantastic But before we dive in to what's going on with KU football on the field, I wanted to follow up on last week's story about Joe Krause, the KU offensive lineman. I should say former KU offensive lineman at this point. But, man, Joe Krause allegedly called in a threat to the football facility, which caused an uproar, of course. Have to get the police out there, have to get the bomb squad, everything like that. So... Uh, well, he is now officially a former KU football player, this Joe Krause. However, he did post the $10,000 bond. Uh, his next hearing is August 9th in court. So August 9th is when we'll find out more about what's going on with this Joe Krause kid, the former offensive lineman from KU. He's facing up to 31 months minimum and a maximum of 136 months in prison, along with a $300,000 fine plus 24 months post-release supervision. So basically, don't be an idiot. Don't call in to your football facility and say there's a bomb threat. Absolutely ridiculous. Don't know what this guy was thinking, but Joe Krause, no longer a part of the KU football team, no longer a part of the University of Kansas, and rightfully so. He did not need to be on their uh, football team or on the campus any longer, pose a threat to the public. So absolutely right call by KU to officially announce that he's off the team. Not that we didn't know that was going to happen anyway, but wanted to let you guys know, give an update on that. But there is some real football to be played. That's right, KU football coming back after their 6-7 and seven uh, season last year, uh, their first six-win season in 14 years. Absolutely fantastic uh, what Lance Leipold's done with that program, going from a two-win team to a six-year team, and now hoping to do even more than that. But they started fall camp on Tuesday, and this is the first time they've had real expectations in the KU football program since 2008. And part of that um, is changing the mindset, not even uh, just within the program, but within the fan base. Because obviously, KU is a basketball school. Everybody knows that. Even Lance Leipold, when he accepted the job at KU, knew that this was a basketball school. But he wanted to transform that and make this a football and basketball school, which is something that KU fans just haven't had in so long. So you've got... Uh, KU coming off that 6-7 and seven season, and Lance Leipold mentioned that after uh, they opened with camp, saying that 6-7 and seven and a Liberty Bowl berth 
is just a step along the way. On the outside, expectations have changed. Internally, we've always had the expectation to win, and now it's the confidence that has been boosted, and that's a good change. So that's from head coach Lance Leipold talking about the culture change in the locker room, how everybody's feeling confident going into year three in Lance Leipold's system. And we've talked about it before. The return of so much production, not only the return of uh, their offense and defense, 91% of their offensive production returning, 85% of the defensive production returning, but you have the entire coaching staff back for the first time at Kansas in 15 years. So you love to see that. And then you have your quarterback, Jalen Daniels, who is the preseason Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year, also on the Heisman Trophy watch list. He's He's just uh, taking the preseason awards list by storm, really. So hoping that all of this positive, um, the the positive media attention, I hope that that doesn't get to their heads in a way. Because you want to see them feeling good about themselves. You want to see them uh, having that confidence, but you don't want them to lose any of that edge that they had to them and how people telling them how, you know, they aren't any good, you know, that you still want to have that fire inside of this team. So Jalen Daniels had this to say about what's been going on this summer in practice and at the start of camp here this week. He said the energy around the field has been incredible. The attention to detail at practices are at an even higher level this year already. So Jalen Daniels excited about what he's seeing on the field with the energy of the team and the way they're clicking on all cylinders already early before the season even started in practice. So that's a good thing to see, especially when it comes to the football team and how they can get better going into year three of Lance Leipold. I'm excited about the season. September 1st can't can't get here soon enough. It's a Friday night game at home again, just like they did last year. Can't wait to see what KU football does, and I'm going to be putting an over on the six wins this year. Of course, before the season starts, I want to do my rundown of who I think they're going to or what their record is going to be, kind of go through their schedule and make my predictions. Going to do that here in just a couple of weeks, but right now I'm just going to say it. You guys know it. I'm picking them to win week one against Missouri State. No Doubt about that. All right, so let's get to some KU basketball. I know you guys love you some KU basketball, and there's always something going on with KU basketball, including another way too early top 10 list that came out. Actually, as a pre ESPN puts out their way too early uh, top 25 rankings. So this is what uh, this is from ESPN, and it looks like this is Jeff Borzello. From ESPN, staff writer at ESPN, on their way too early top 25 rankings, a lot of shifting has been going on over there at ESPN, so I assume that they're still going to have some of their big-name college basketball guys, but anyway, this is Jeff Borzello, who has Kansas number one in college basketball heading into 2023-2024 season. They've got KU number one, Duke number two, Purdue number three, Michigan State, number four. UConn, number five. Houston, number six. Houston, of course, a new team in the Big 12 this year. You've got Gonzaga, number seven. Tennessee, number eight. FAU, the Owls, came out of nowhere last year in March Madness to get all the way to the Final Four. 
Uh, you've got them at number nine, Marquette at number 10. Some of those teams, KU's going to be playing in the Maui Invitational. Wrote an article about that over there at heartlandcollegesports.com if you want to check that out. But KU, number one on the way to early top 25 rankings for August. So this is what we got from Jeff Borzello, ESPN staff writer. Kansas basketball jumped to the top spot in the rankings after the return of Kevin McCullough Jr., while the incoming players, most notably Hunter Dickinson, are getting most of the attention so far this offseason, the returning trio of Dewan Harris Jr., Kevin McCullough Jr., and K.J. Adams Jr. is what makes the Jayhawks a national championship contender. Harris is one of the elite pass-first point guards in the country and a terrific defender. McCullough is versatile and really defends Adams' role will change next to Dickinson, but he was one of the breakout stars last season and should take an even bigger step coming up into this season. So that's good stuff there by Jeff Borzello. Uh, Jeff Borzello, I think, missed out on what uh, Bill Self had to say just a couple of days ago, which is Kevin McCullough Jr. is the best has been the best player on the Kansas Jayhawks this year. He's increased his offensive production. And I wanted to talk about that because this week, heading into this week, KU is going down to Puerto Rico to play three international friendlies. So that's just what friendlies are, what they call exhibition games these days. So three exhibition games coming up for KU. And I've highlighted five things that we can look out for on this trip to Puerto Rico to see what we can kind of see if we can take anything away from Puerto Rico that might look forward to this season for KU to see if that will translate into what Bill Self's going to do for KU as they head into the regular season coming up at the end of October, early November. So the five things, and then I'll break them down. Five things. One, who's going to take over the two-guard spot? You've got Elmarco Jackson, Nick Timberlake, and Artario Morris all fighting for that final starting spot. Going to see what they do about that here in Puerto Rico. Also, can can Hunter Dickinson be a leader in year one with the Kansas Jayhawks? Number three, Kevin McCullough Jr.'s improvement. How can that help this team get to an even higher level? Four, K.J. Adams, what is his new role going to look like? Briefly talked about that in that quote there from Jeff Borzello from ESPN. And then also, how does this team play together? Because this is a group of players that is relatively new, relatively new to each other, new to this system. So, of course, you've got the big three coming back, just like Jeff Borzello said. You've got Dewan Harris, Kevin McCullough Jr., and K.J. Adams, but everybody else is brand new. Lost a lot of guys in the transfer portal to graduation to the NBA draft. So it's a complete new look KU team. And here's where I want to start with this. Who's going to take over that final starting spot? That's going to be the question leading up to the regular season. And there's essentially three guys they're looking at to take that final spot. It's Elmarco Jackson, Arterio Morris, and Nick Timberlake all looking to fill that final spot. And of course, You've got Omarco Jackson, who's the talented freshman, maybe the most athletic and have the highest ceiling of this group of players. So that's the guy that I'm keeping an eye on that I think could step up and be the freshman that comes in and starts right away, kind of like Grady Dick last year. But you've also got Arterio Morris, 
the transfer from Texas, who may have the most question marks of these three. However, he's a very talented point guard who could have started for Texas, and he's coming to Kansas wanting to play a role right away. So I'm not going to take anything away from Morris. I think he has a chance to make the starting lineup, although this year in his first year at KU, I think he might be the first guy off the bench. We'll see what happens. Then you've got Nick Timberlake. He's the most experienced He is a fifth-year senior transferring in from Towson. So that could be Bill Self's pick to be the fifth starter because that sometimes when you see Bill Self, he likes the guys that have experience, and Nick Nick Timberlake from Towson has the most experience, and he could be the guy who Bill Self trusts the most at the start of the season. So it'll be interesting to see what they look like here in Puerto Rico this week as they're trying to sift through how the lineup's going to look, how the rotation's going to look. And I know it's just three exhibition games, but looking into it, this could be the start of what we could see going into the season. And my guess would be Nick Timberlake probably gets the start with Jackson and Arterio Morris coming off the bench. But I think by the either the start of the season or maybe midseason, I could see a Marco Jackson making his mark on the Jayhawk program, and taking over as a starter. We'll see how it looks in Puerto Rico this week, and I'll get back to you next week on the Jayhawker Talker podcast, let you guys know what we saw there. Also, let's see what Hunter Dickinson can do as a leader in year one, because everybody sees the talent from Hunter Dickinson and what he brings to the table. A guy who averaged 18 points and 8 rebounds last year at Michigan only seems to be getting better and better on the court as time passes by. Hunter Dickinson in his first year with the Kansas Jayhawks. I'm looking to see if he can have a leadership role on this team. Maybe be the vocal leader on the court. I've heard he likes to talk. I heard he likes to talk smack. I don't know if that translates well to being a vocal leader on the court, but I think it could be. So in these first three exhibition games, I want to see if Hunter Dickinson is out there chirping on the court, being a vocal leader, Because I think Dewan Harris is kind of the locker room guy, the guy who's, you know, playing out on the court, kind of the the quiet, uh, well-known veteran leader on the team. But can Dickinson be the guy that steps up as the vocal leader, both in and out of the locker room? Dickinson's going to have a chance to carve his role out on this team, both on and off the court. And I think that in Puerto Rico, we might be able to get a glimpse of how that's going to shake out. So that's that's how I think Hunter Dickinson can get in and carve a role for himself on this team as a leader. Of course, he's going to be putting up the numbers, but I want to see his leadership skills coming out as well here in Puerto Rico this week. Now, let, let's see what K.J. Adams can do in his new role on the team. Last year, he turned into a starter. Nobody thought he was going to be a starter last year. Became the number five, he was the, he was the big man on the team, although he's only 6'7". They were playing a small lineup last year. So with Hunter Dickinson, a seven foot two, actual legitimate center, you're going to be able to see K.J. Adams play that power forward role, maybe small forward, depending on what Bill Self wants to do. But K.J. Adams, in a smaller lineup, can be that spark guy that can give you the energy on both sides of the ball, can go after the rebounds, And you don't have to worry about him so much. Uh, Like last year, when he'd get into foul trouble, you know it's a little bit of trouble because you don't have another big guy 
who has the experience coming off the bench. So this year, K.J. Adams can play a different role. And while they're in Puerto Rico, that's going to be something to keep an eye on there to see what Adams does, where he plays, what his role is. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be a starter again this year. There, there's been some rumblings that he could be the first man off the bench and that Bill Self could play three guards. So maybe you could see, um, like we were just talking about, maybe they start the freshman Elmarco Jackson alongside Nick Timberlake, the veteran uh, transfer from Towson. And then you've got Dewan Harris Jr. You've got Kevin McCuller. And then you have Hunter Dickinson as well. Maybe they bring KJ Adams as the spark plug guy off the bench, but I do think he will be a starter in there along with Dickinson, along with Kevin McCullough Jr., along with all the other guys that we've been going through so far in this podcast. KJ Adams definitely has that ability to be a starter again and play whatever role Bill Self will have him. So Kevin McCullough Jr., we need to see the progression that Bill Self's been talking about because this offseason, we thought Kevin McCullough Jr. was gone. He went to the NBA draft. He did the pre-NBA process, and he decided to pull out of the NBA draft because he wasn't getting the feedback that maybe he thought that he could get and have that chance at the NBA the NBA this year. So Kevin McCullough Jr. had had the experience of going through the NBA draft process And now he has a chance to come back and prove himself one more year. It's his sixth year in college. It's his second year with the Kansas Jayhawks. But you got to see what Kevin McCullough can do on the offensive side of the ball. He's one of the best defenders in America. He was defensive player of the year two years ago. Another defensive player of the year candidate last year. Best Big 12 defender. And now... Bill Self is saying that his offensive production is looking even better and that he's taken his game up to another level. If true, this is going to be a very exciting development for the Kansas Jayhawks in their quest for another Final Four appearance and another national championship because you're kind of just expecting Kevin McCullough Jr. to have one of those, you know, he'll score eight points and get six to eight rebounds per game. Uh, He'll give you that defensive intensity. He'll get you, you know, three steals a game. But if you can come out there and get 15 points from Kevin McCuller Jr. every game, if you can get those 15 points with those eight rebounds and those three to four steals a game, that would be pretty incredible for this Kansas team who definitely will be looking to Kevin McCullough Jr. as one of the leaders on the team going to the 2023-2024 season. And Self hoping to have this guy for one more year to be able to mold him even just a little bit more to improve his game so that he can take that next step because that's what he wants to do. He wants to play in the NBA. Right now he doesn't have it, so he's coming back to KU to maybe finish what he couldn't or he wants to get that national championship experience. He didn't get it. He transferred in right after KU, won the national championship, and now he wants a taste. He got the taste last year. They only made it to the round of 32 before they had to bow out. Arkansas got him in the round of 32. This year, he wants to get a taste of that Final Four and potentially get back to the national championship with KU, and I'd love to see it for Kevin McCuller Jr., 
And the final thing that I want to look for while this team is in Puerto Rico, I want to see how the team chemistry looks. Because with so many new faces this offseason, the only guys you had back were Kevin McCullough Jr. You had Dewan Harris Jr. You had uh, K.J. Adams. Those are the only three. So then you've got all these new guys. How are they going to mesh? How are they going to play together? You're going to have a chance to see that early here in Puerto Rico. And if things look cr- clunky, if players start chirping at each other, that's obviously a bad sign. Now, on the other hand... If you look at them, everything's clicking. They're having fun on the court. It looks like they're having a good time together out there. Then that's a great sign, especially this early in August when they still have a few more months to go before they get to the regular season. So these are just five things that I want to see from KU going into this tournament here in Puerto Rico this week. Really excited to see what happens. Uh who takes over the final two-guard spot? Is it going to be Marco Jackson, Nick Timberlake, or Arterio Morris? Can Hunter Dickinson take on a leadership role? I want to see Kevin McCuller Jr.'s improvement, just like Bill Self talked about this past week in the press conference. I want to see K.J. Adams, what happens with his new role with Kansas alongside Hunter Dickinson, and I want to see how this team plays together. I want to see the team chemistry I want to see how they're building this thing so they can get back to being that national championship team that we know they can. And that about does it for today's episode. You can always get at me on Twitter. Let me know what's going on at Talker. We can keep the conversation going there. Download, subscribe, give this podcast a five-star rating. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.